Welcome to Creative Solutions, where we are here to help you reduce stress, create a more satisfying customer experience, and of course, make more money. What up, what up, everybody? It's Rich and Rich, and we are here today on the Creative Solutions podcast to talk about 10 important things to consider when choosing a brokerage. Now, we have had quite a bit of experience, or let's say uh, Richard Sr. has quite a bit of experience with this. He has been with a couple different companies. He has spoken with a few different brokerages, uh, and we believe that we have 10 things that you should be looking for, whether you're a new agent, maybe even an experienced agent, this should help you make better decisions in your future. So what is up, Papa Richard? Hey, hi, good to be here. So let's jump right in today. So there are 10 different areas that we feel you need to consider when you look for a brokerage. And it is difficult because looking for a brokerage is looking for a place that you're going to work. It's looking for a place that you're comfortable tying your name to. So you definitely want to feel that you have made the right decision. Uh, it's, it's not you don't want to just go with the biggest and the brightest necessarily, mm -hmm. but you also don't want to go with the smallest. Uh, there, there's just 10 different things. Number one, number one, when I go to a, a um, when I talk to people and I hear what they're saying about where they're working, they need to know that they have management support and broker support. So before we get into all those other frills and, and things that people talk about, Number one, this business is a lot of work. There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of, of things that even as a seasoned agent, you have to find out how your brokerage wants you to handle. You're gonna have people that are upset about different issues. So number one, you wanna be trained. You want a manager that's going to be able to have time that's in the office that you can see. I know a lot of us are working away from home or we're working at homes where you know, we're working away from home, we're not at the office, but it's nice to know you have a manager on site that knows the business that can communicate how the corporate structure needs to work. Attorneys, we have attorneys on hand at our corporation that if we get into situations, we're able to turn directly to them and get our answers quickly because when you have some a situation, you need answers in hours, not in days. Correct. So number one to me is management support. And you also need to be able to talk to your manager and know if they're available outside of normal business hours. Because a lot of our business is done after three o'clock in the day. So if you've got a manager that likes to split out at three o'clock and go do stuff, you know, that's, you know, they need to be available for the phone calls. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that leads great into number two, by the way, uh, you actually mentioned it. So with the management support, we need help with the training. Number two, we felt the training and the new agent supplies possibly that a brokerage is going to bring on was super important. Why are we thinking that's number two in this list? Well, so if you're trained on how to do things proper, you're not going to get into situations where you're causing stress to your buyers and to your sellers. Again, the professionalism of any company is not having mistakes. If you go to the car place to get your car worked on and you get your car back and it's not fixed properly and you take it back to the dealership and you're like, hey, my car's not working right. The problem's still not fixed. It doesn't matter how nice they are, you're wishing they would have just had the right pro problem fixed the first time. Absolutely. So it's 
again, a lot of times realtors cause their own mistakes because they don't understand the market, they don't understand how to communicate, and this is where training becomes really important. So you need a company that gives you, you know, when you go through a realtor school, you know, they do teach you a lot of basics, which is very important, but you need to know how to do certain things. And every, most companies I know of, they are going to offer you additional training. Um, some of it's gonna be online. Our corporation, they like to do everything in person. Um, so that's inconvenient for some people, but it is nice to be able to learn from others. Um, also, when you go to different brokerages, sometimes they'll want to reintroduce you to the training because they don't know how much you do know. Um, obviously, if you're more of a seasoned agent, they might let you skip some of the classes and stuff. But yes, and in with the training, they're gonna go through your original business cards, your original postcards that you use for introducing yourself as a realtor or your sign writers, different things like that. So I, I kind of put a lot of that support stuff in number two. So number two is I wanna know what the training and how the continuing education works at your company. Awesome. Number three is culture. We believe that is a very, very big, I mean, it's literally in our top three. The culture of the brokerage that you're in, the people that you're around, you're surrounding yourself with, we do believe that that's gonna have a very, very large impact on what you do. So does the, does the brokerage you're looking at, do they have a lot of seasoned agents? Do they have a lot of new agents? Are they a mix of both of them? We believe, you know, and we've talked in previous podcasts where a seasoned agent can still learn from a new, and a new will always be able to learn from a seasoned, but by having that mix, I believe that it helps any agent that's ever been a realtor find a new opportunity to learn, another area of expertise to grow from. Uh, even the guys that have been doing it for 10 years and 15 years, they've probably seen 99.9% .9 of situations, but there is always that possibility of another percent. Okay, yes, now in with the culture, there's a few different ways to look at this, and so I've looked at you know different companies over the nation and how their culture is so when I talk about culture I'm talking about from when I pull into the parking lot to what my office is like to what the kitchen is like uh, to what the bathroom situation is like to you know what my clients gonna see so if you're going to a company and they have plenty of parking for you know a lot of people to be at the company because you never know when there's going to be you know multiple closings going on at the same time mm -hmm. i want a space where when i drive in i feel safe it's well lit it's in an easy part of town for me to be in when i come in the front doors i want people to see that the, it's it's a quality product of a building i know buildings don't sell real estate but when they come into our offices i want them to see that we're top notch absolutely and that we're not just a hole in the wall or, so, or, or we got to work out of our home only. I want a real office and I want them to know that we're there, we're serious about doing business and that, that's how our corporate headquarters is uh, and, and our individual offices. So anyway, back to when I come into the office, I, will, I like to see a receptionist, somebody that can say, hey, he's here, he's not here. Our receptionist comes back and gets us and says, hey, you have someone here that needs to talk to you. So they keep control of the office they don't just let people walking all over the building uh, number or another part of that I I want to know about is how are the realtors so if you walk in and you feel like you know you're not feel, being greeted by warm realtors that are happy to see you or at least smiling or doing business um, to me that's a sign that you know 
it's just really hard to fit in if you don't fit in. Absolutely. I mean, that's the way it is. Also, if you go into an office multiple times and you're checking out, you know, to work for a brokerage and there's hardly anybody there, it's like you almost wonder, are they really doing business? So, you know, I want to know that there's enough activity, uh, but also want to know that they have time for me and that they don't mind saying hello or, you know, giving me some advice if I ask about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, number four, so the commission split. Now, we don't want to choose always a brokerage with just the highest commissions, but this is something that we were, they will talk about this in your training most of the time. Um, but you don't want to always just pick the highest split. You all don't want to pick the lowest split. But again, and this will refer back to what we were just talking about a little bit a couple of points ago. We're looking for the people that are going to help you out in the long term in the most, right? Yes. And one of my concerns with the way that our industry is ran is that if somebody offers you 5%, 10% more commission, you jump ship and you go over there. Well, it's not all about the commission splits. In fact, that is the last thing that I would consider. I know I put it at number four, but personally, the commission splits doesn't mean much. I would rather get 60% of a bunch of business than 80% of not much business. And what I mean by that is that kind of talks about, you know, whether you're going on a team or whether you're just going to be an individual agent. But there's other things that also at your company, and of course, most companies have caps where they're, once you pay them a certain amount of money, they give you a 90 or 100% commission. Uh, but the other thing to look at is what the fees are. Some companies, they charge you for your office. Our company does not charge us for our office. And we have about, probably about 500 square feet of office space that they provide for free. We have a nice kitchen. We have five bathrooms. We have, mm -hmm. you know, we're in about a 5,000 square foot space and we have different rooms that we can take people to. We have like four different seating areas. So the, the nice thing is, is that our company doesn't charge for printing services. Um, there are transaction fees now with most company, errors and emissions insurance. You know, there's a lot of different things you're going to want your company to charge for or at least make sure they have in place. Um, we now have lock boxes that are electronic and we have to be responsible for those. And if we lose them, I think we pay a hundred bucks. But a lot of us also still have our own lock boxes because, you know, it's a some transition of us, period. <laughs> it's transition and then we have uh, different renovation projects going on and sometimes we don't want an electronic box on there yet. So uh, yeah, so commission splits, and fees, I just lumped those two together. <laughs> so number four is commission splits and number five are the fees that you're gonna find that they're not probably gonna remember to tell you up front. So again, you're gonna try to get apples to apples when you make these decisions. Absolutely, now number six, we're looking at the brokerage, and you talked about this a little bit, brokerage office size, location of the property you know you said you wanted it to feel well lit uh what's the experience when you walk into the property can you explain a little bit about that i want a coffee shop closed personally <laughs> so, that's great uh, actually <laughs> it's really nice um so our current space does not have an office place i mean a coffee shop close but you know we have it in our kitchen they have a our office uh, manager supplies us with all the coffee we want and the gourmet coffee and all that good cool stuff but um <laughs> it is nice we are actually close to mcdonald's so you know if somebody wants a coke and we don't have it i you know send somebody over there and we'll grab them a drink or something you know absolutely um we have a couple pizza places close and chinese place and so it, it's kind of nice sometimes if you find you're you're with a client a little longer than you thought 
-hmm. it's kind of just nice that you can go grab something real close and you know just walk over there kind of thing absolutely absolutely Okay, so for number seven, we got the broker's reputation, the brand recognition. Um, we're looking at this, you know, obviously it's how are other people viewing the brokerage that we're with? How are they viewing maybe even the people that we work that are in the office specifically? You know, we are a representation of the brokerage that we're in. So a lot of times when we're working with other people, we're starting to see maybe how a brokerage would work and stuff. If you're looking for a brokerage, how should you, I don't want to say judge, but how should you be looking at those different things to find out if this is really a good fit for you? It depends on your community size. So our current county only has 100,000 people. That means our town only has 25,000 people. So we're in a smaller community. So in our community, you might see more boutique offices. And what I mean by that is offices under 10, realtors sometimes that is the best place to go because they can control the local market whereas you know you they you know local people will recognize that brand because it's been here for so long so prominent in the community right whereas if you go to a bigger area and you know you're in a, a larger community with a million people you can go with any of the national brokerages and people really you know they recognize all of them at that point so it's Absolutely. it's not much of a difference a lot of times you'll find i have worked at the very small boutique companies and made just as much money as i did working for the largest one in america and so i don't think that your brokerage i mean whose ever name is on the sign that does mean something but it is really about you and who knows you and how you market and how you communicate how you show yourself you know how you present yourself I like it that our brokerage here, there's 11 office buildings that are tied together within about a 70 mile radius. Now, I don't like to drive 70 miles to do business. I don't like to drive over 10 miles. That's my personal space and that's how I operate. The other people on my team are happy to drive a little bit further. But I know that if I'm in a different office or location, I can stop in any office. My key fits all the buildings. They're all keyed the same. All the passwords are the same, so we can jump right on Wi-Fi with our laptops or our iPads. Um, it's it's a very convenient way of doing business. So I enjoy having the ability to go to any other office. My key work there. So if I am doing business in that area, I still look professional. I still have everything in that office that I need, and everybody's very welcoming. We have a lot of agents that come to our office because, again, they're coming from 30 or 40 miles away, and it's easier for them to meet that client here. So one of the biggest things in this day and age, we seem to see that transition coming of being on the internet. And we believe that that was uh, very important, right? So our number eight is internet presence. Are they active on social media? Uh, how do the websites look? Are they attractive? Are they user friendly when they're looking at stuff? Um, maybe even do they have links to agents, individual sites? Now, I know you do come from the older era of real estate where maybe the internet, maybe it, it really wasn't as prominent and you've grown with this business, the real estate, everything, as this internet's being implemented and as social media's been starting to come on, how do you see that as an importance for these newer agents coming in or some seasoned agents looking to switch over? Um, What should they be looking for on the internet? I think you need to look for a company that is willing to be forward thinking on the social media aspect and on the internet presence. Now, I don't want to compete with my company. So, you know, I don't want my corporate or my the the name of the company I work for 
to come up more often than my name. I mean, I obviously want my name for them to call me, but I I do want a company that's active on social media. Uh, We have people at our company. There's about 500 agents under our our signage here, and they help us with our all of our social media that we, you know, that they have time for. So what happens? I'm trying to say is we'll link our listings so that the leads come directly back to us if they go to the company's website. Um, the company's website will generate phone calls that brings it into our offices, which takes us into number nine, and that's talking about referrals and leads. So referrals and leads are very important and, and your referral, your pipeline system, your your space that you work in, the your sphere, that is how you're going to do your business. You don't want to have to pay referral fees or pay for um, internet uh, leads, you know, for every every deal you get. You want to get some of them just because people call you because they like you. But your company, our company, they refer leads back to the local phone numbers in the area and whoever is sitting at the phone gets to get the calls i know in florida it's a very good thing to be on phone duty because you get a lot of phone calls to the company in ohio it may not be as advantageous but that phone does ring and a lot of times those people calling they don't have a realtor they're calling directly to the company because they want the best information and if you know the information on your company's listings or on other listings, you're able to be their go-to and there's no referral fee paid on that. So if you do like OpCity or Zillow or uh, HomeSnap or some of the other different organizations you're going to pay for and you're going to give up part of your commissions. So I, I, I want to say that I think one thing is important is why don't you look and see how the referrals, you know, what kind of leads you can expect to get. And also, don't always just listen to the uh, recruiter because the recruiters, you know, they're going to kind of tell you the best. They you know, sound real good. You know, they don't pay you unless you close anyway. So sometimes I kind of, I mean, I know they care about us, but it's like, yeah. hey, do you really care about me? Because like, if I don't go without a paycheck for two weeks, are you going to help me out? And they're like, no. <laughs> so it's still going to be up to you. So I would talk to other people in that company to say, hey, how does this really work? You know. It, that's easy to do, and most realtors are willing to share. Absolutely. You know, they don't mind telling you what the real deal is about their company. Yeah. Number ten, our bonus. Number ten. Okay, so I should have probably put this maybe closer to the top, but number ten. This is very important. Admin support, your administrators, the the people. So some 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 across the country, it's different. The company I work for, I can call in and say, hey, I just sent you the loop for the documents and I need you to go ahead and list the property for me. And I'll shoot you the pictures and upload those to the MLS for me. And can you go ahead and set up showing time? Can you go ahead and you know, make sure it's syndicated out to everybody? Can you go ahead and do all that? And our admin will go, sure, be glad to, and they'll jump right on it. Or I can phone in and say, hey, I got a, a price um, a price change or I've got a, a, a pending status or you know whatever I have to do and they can take care of it and a lot of times I mean we do have admins that work for us directly but sometimes we're all just so busy it's nice to have corporate support on putting all that information into the MLS if you're busy now some people like to handle everything themselves 
but I think the admin support is great. We also have transaction coordinators at our corporation that for you know 150 bucks, $200, they'll basically follow the entire process of what you're doing, making sure you've got all your paperwork in order. They're able to communicate with the sellers and buyers. You know, there's some things they can't do because they're not realtors, but again, it's a, it's a very helpful service because then you don't wonder, hey, did I connect with all those people? The goal is, the goal is, if you're going to do real estate, if you only sell one house every three months, most of the times that's just not going to make you a very productive realtor unless you're selling, you know, multi-million dollar properties. You're going to want to do business every week. You're going to want to close at least three or four a month. I mean, if you close at least three or four a month, you're going to have a great income. You're going to be able to take care of your family. You're going to be able to do the extra vacations, the private school, save the money, help out your your parents if they need it. You know, it's just something that you're going to be able to give more and you're going to be able to be in the space where you're helping people to buy and sell their homes and they, they appreciate that. So, but when you get that busy, you need help. Yeah. And so that's where I want to say the bonus, if your company that you're going to has an admin person that you can call uh, during business hours that can take care of stuff for you, that's been a lifesaver for us. So there's, we've given you 10 different items that you need to consider when you're looking at a brokerage. We may have missed a few, and certainly if we did, message us, we'd like to update our list, but also we will have more in-depth on all of these. Uh, there's a lot more information. We tried to stay just on the top and give you the top 10 reasons for why you should choose your broker. Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Creative Solutions. Also, if you guys have any questions or topics you would like for us to discuss, email us at info at creativesolutionsforrealtors.com. We also have our online website listed in the description below for more in-depth training about real estate.